This is the After Party, live with Kim McAllister and John Daly. Hey, Kim. That got me some John Daly on a Thursday afternoon. Yeah. I have to apologize <laughs> for my lighting situation. Uh, m- oh. Mere moments before the broadcast started, I have my coffee in hand. I turn on the studio lighting. Zap. Pop. And uh, luckily, Uh-oh. it's not heavy and it didn't fall on me like a TV studio. But uh, Wow. Yeah, so I see a little... A little uh, semi-lighted. Your lighting is better than mine. You can also see my little overhang, my my computer thing. Oh, we're falling apart, Kim. It's a wreck. You know what? On the after party live, anything goes. It's all okay. Yeah, it's all going to work out. So another quality product from China. (laughs) You have a great tropical shirt on today. What is on this one? Is it? It it looks like either palm fronds or money or marijuana. Um, I'm not sure what's going on. I think it's actually like orchid type Hawaiian flowers. Oh, and okay. Fronds, I'm but loving it. It's all it. in like uh, gray and green, like coloring. I have to thank you because. Oh, I'll take you've, it. You really, really let me. When we decided we were going to do the show, which, by the way, was your idea. So thank you for that. Oh, as it well. was my idea. Yeah, I know. You said um, you. We were talking about the name of the show. We picked the name. Yeah. And then I really wanted to go with kind of like a beach party vibe, like oceans and palm trees and my whole tropical feel. Oh, and you're like, why are we doing that? You're like, why are we? And then I'm like, I don't know, because like, I want to be, be like, after Mark's show. Uh, a beach it's going to be a continuation of KGO. And it's all going to be like beach. And I'm like, Kim, I think you need a vacation. I think that's what you're telling us. <laughs> But you let me do the beach theme, so thank you for that. Because I yes, every time we see like the ocean coming out, you know, and the and the beach, the waves and the aloha, I just I, I remember love when it. I was asking I you what color blue you at you wanted, and you I said, said ocean blue, like her no, Caribbean you all, blue. You said all the blues. <laughs> that yes, was after dear. I said, you know, like an ocean blue, and you're like, what blue is that? Yeah, I was like trying I'm to like, get a specific know, all answer, the and you're yeah. like all the blues, and I'm like, yes, dear, okay. <laughs> I'll go to the store is. and buy the paint now. Oh, we have already the amazing Pamela Kirby, by the way, the recipient of a $100 gift certificate to the Red Jack. Wow. Did you know that, Pamela? I think it was you that won it, right? Am I right? If not, boy, my bad. I'm sorry. $50 here for the After Party Live. Been working hard this week and sharing the bounty. And Pamela, we couldn't be any more grateful. That is such a generous contribution. Thank you that, to is everyone. Is that our biggest super sticker or close to it? Or it might it be. Yeah, it may yeah. well be. Thank you, Pamela. You've made uh, the After Party Live history today. So thank you for that. Thank you for um for supporting the show. We so can grateful. buy some new lighting. Oh, yeah, now we need that money. Please, <laughs> if you can, take a moment to jump on that like button and click us the thumbs up uh, for us. We really appreciate that. It helps us out. And if you're here and you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Those two things are free, free, free. So really appreciate it. Yes, Gordon, also thanking Pamela for giving. Thank you. I love how you guys are so supportive of each other. It's really nice. But we also have to thank Jared Elwell, who uh, gave us a $10 super sticker yesterday in After Hours Trading. So thank you, Jared Elwell. I haven't seen his bucks. name come through. So nice to have you along oh, that was for the yesterday. Ride. That was yesterday yeah. on the YouTube channel. Yeah. Awesome. No, I mean, I haven't seen his name in the chat. Oh, I kind of know you guys in the chat. I haven't seen that. But one, everybody so wants, awesome. you know, to chat because they're afraid yeah. you might banish them, Kim. <laughs> Maybe they're intimidated. You act like I don't have a reason and a purpose. I think you blocked somebody yesterday during the show, didn't you? I saw, I, I think Chris, somebody I, went poof. 
I issued a warning and a, possibly a timeout. See, this is what I'm talking about. Ch -ch 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 mm -hmm. Listen, if you come on and try to stir up trouble and you're saying things that aren't true, we could get in trouble for that. So if now you're you know why off a, we a went with the nonsense, after party beach theme. Yes, dear. <laughs> Whatever you want. Uh, okay. Let's talk about this barbecue crashing bear because I'm with him. If you're going to a barbecue, go for it. When I thought we were going to run out of bear stories, there Never. seems to be a, a steady Never. diet of yeah. bears. Uh, yeah, this barbecue in Tennessee came to a premature end when a bear crashed the party and uh, feasted on 10 burgers, 10 burgers and a Diet Coke. He's hungry. I wonder, I wonder if his name was Donald. <laughs> a TikTok user posted a video to the site showing what happened when a bear showed up to a backyard barbecue in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. The bear is seen lifting the lid of the grill and feasting on 10 uh, burgers. Are you ready to see this? Check this out. He's just like me for real. <laughs> so he's uh, he's uh, crushing the Diet Coke. And now he's approaching the outdoor grill, the gas grill. Oh, they're like, no, don't open the grill. Oh, he figured out how to open the lid. There goes the barbecue. That's it. Oh, yeah, they had turned off the grill. Gonna eat him. So this is um, not fully cooked. But he is chomping down. Looks like there's more than one oh there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's oh, more than one bear. Yeah. He doesn't seem to be helping his uh, bear friend out, but yeah. No. Ten, ten burgers and a Diet Coke. Yeah. A Diet Coke hey. is probably. Uh, you know, not very bears got to do bear. what a bear's got to do. That's it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Pauline, how did the bear not burn itself? It looks like they turned the grill off earlier. They turned it off. They probably saw the bears yeah. in the backyard and turned it off. And yeah, maybe inside. it was hot, but hey, you know. Maybe bears can handle a little bit of hot. This oh, next one, this was about a little deer. And this, I've seen a bunch of them yeah. heading toward uh, over the street I live on. There's always deer in the dusk in the evening. And okay. they're little really? fawns right now as well. But this deer. Do you slow down? Went, I know you like to speed. Uh, no, I no, I go very slowly. Okay, good. Because they jump out in front of your car and there's other yeah. creatures too. And they panic or they, they yeah. you know lock up and freeze. This deer went for a swim, but not just a little swim, not just a little dip in the ocean. This deer was found four miles off the coast of Alaska. Yeah, I think they're actually two four of them. Four miles. They're, they're, he went well, for a long the, swim. At least they had the buddy system, because I think they're two of them. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, let's watch it. The... No, you go. No, you go. They got swept. No, you go. They got swept out pretty far. No, you go. Uh, this one has state troopers in Alaska coming to the rescue of two deer. They were found struggling in the water four miles from the nearest shore. How they even got that way? Maybe they were carried out by the uh, the current? I don't know. But man, yeah. they were far out. They were struggling to swim against the current. They weren't headed in the direction of shore. Both of the deer smacked into the side of the boat with their heads, indicating yeah. they wanted on board. Like, they're get us out of here. I didn't right? know that deer could swim. I didn't either, but they quickly swam over to the troopers on the swim step and let the troopers remove them from the water and place them on the back deck. So you know if a deer is letting a human being, you know, like a wild animal, yeah. not a tamed, letting a human being pick them up and touch them, it has to be a bad scene. So. Yeah, let's uh, check out the scene here. Now, of course, they have to open with the dramatic music. 
and you see the deer swimming towards the boat. And they're four miles offshore, and so the deer is now on board, shivering. Poor guy. This guy is a little bit better shape. Hopefully, hopefully we can get him to go put him on shore somewhere. Yeah, so one of the deers was in worse shape than the other. I'm soaking wet, we got him off the boat, and we got him on shore. They're gonna warm up as they go up this beach. The one in the front's doing a little bit worse, but shake, 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 shake. I think as they move, they're gonna shake the tail feather. Start flowing again. Yeah, I'm soaked to the bone. I had to pick yeah, them up. Yeah, they're disoriented. Them. They're warming get them up. Get them off our deck and get them in the on the beach. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, so they had this after a little while. The deer were back okay, into they, the wild. Yeah, both totally off. fine. Mm -hmm. Love Pretty that. Cool. Thank you, thank you, thank you, my beautiful, wonderful, amazing West theory. Oh, so appreciate West, you, West T. Yeah, kind of you're tea. so kind with your uh, generous donations, West. Consistent really, we appreciate generosity. you. Yeah. Um, Google you. has released this list of what the best Halloween costumes. The Top yeah, it's kind costumes. of the, the the fright geist. So it's kind okay. of like uh, the consensus of what everyone is searching for this year. Now, can you take a guess, or if you've already looked, can you take a guess of what the top trending um, area of costume selection would be? What maybe? I'm gonna say Barbie. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an analysis of annual searches, and it was revealed. Um, it revealed this year's top Halloween costumes, and of course, the number one is Barbie, making it the first time yeah. in three years. Of that which, that which failed to take the top spot. Oh, that a witch mm. failed to take mm. the top spot. We we'll oh, have to talk yeah. to the people at the UPI about their copy editing. Uh, the Fright Guys <laughs> Index, which analyzes search data nationally and regionally, revealed this year's top Halloween costume searches as Barbie. Uh, number two is Princess. Number three is Spider Man. Uh, then Witch. Mm. Oh, Witch dropping down three spots. <laughs> witch. Uh, coming in next, Fairy. Then Wednesday Adams. Okay. Dinosaur, cowboy, cowboy's always up there, right? Ninja and bunny. Uh, the top couples hmm. costume searches are Barbie and Ken, of course. Mm -hmm. Mario and Luigi. Uh, Bonnie cute. and Clyde. Uh, Cos Cosmo and Wanda. What's who are they? Cosmo I don't and know Wanda. That. that must be from some kind of cartoon yeah. or movie. Uh, sorry, Grandpa doesn't know that one. And Lilo and Stitch. I know that one. The top picks for family costumes this year are Adam's Family, Toy Story, Mario. Flintstones and Monsters Inc. Baby costume searches also tracked with this year's top choices being Slinky Dog. Is that some kind of cartoon? Pebbles, I think it's Pebbles from and Bam it's Bam. From, it's from Toy Story. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, the Slinky Dog. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Pebbles and Bam Bam. Uh, Chucky. Okay. You can trust your baby that's, is that's Chucky. Yeah, oh my scary. God. Uh, Barbie again and Theodore Chipmunk. The okay. top dog costumes searched oh, on man. Google this year are Chucky, mm. Spider, Cow. Scooby-Doo and Stitch. So I, I guess That's the only funny. people dressing up are uh, as Chucky are those that don't make the decision for themselves. No, no. <laughs> Let's move to Florida. I know tomorrow is really no, the Florida-centric no. day. Mm -hmm. Not moving to Florida, sorry. But this is, uh, don't diss Wes, okay? Well, this it's nothing against Wes. I'm just not moving to Florida. This is a story about Much a love. shipwreck unearthed in a floor in florida during a road project so they're putting in this new road oh wow on uh in saint augustine last week right in the downtown area 
And as they're digging in the road, they come across this very, very well-preserved, nearly intact wooden vessel. And they're, yeah, they were doing a drainage improvement project that started earlier this year. They think that this boat is from the mid to late 1800s. And it had um, things on it, like uh, tools and items as well, all very well preserved. The thought is that the vessel sank unexpectedly, and over time, it got silted in. So it was preserved really well, encapsulated in soil and mud, no air contact for it to decay. The uh, folks that found it say this is an incredible find. And what they're doing is they're going to try to lift the whole thing up, excavate it, and then take it to... um, a preservation site where they can keep it. Yeah, I mean, wow. Something so old and so, like, just random to find like that. The vessel, they think, was likely used to extract fish and shellfish from coastal waterways offshore in the 19th century. We believe, uh, according to a historian, the small, single-masted, shallow draft sailing craft of the 19th century was likely used uh, for fishing directly off the shore. And with a dedicated team, including support from the community, they were able to extract this vessel in uh, order to allow important work on the community's infrastructure to continue. And now they are studying this old, old ship to see I'm, what they can I'm learn surprised, from it. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's wet now. Maybe it was kept dry, but I'm surprised termites didn't get to it. Maybe it's down too far. Yeah, or maybe they under, used it, orange oil. Maybe I, they listened imagine, to Joe Starkey. <laughs> it was packed in silt. So yeah. I maybe, I don't know. But yeah, cool find. Yeah, I thought wood would uh, deteriorate in, in the, under those conditions, but apparently not if you're in the mm-hmm. right, uh, right conditions nope. there. Um, oh, now, huge moving on. thank you. Huge oh, thank wow. you to Julie. <laughs> Julie, awesome, Julie. Julie, Thank you for the $5 super sticker. What a lovely thing to do. And also, Scott (gasps) Rittenberg with a $10 super sticker. Thank you, Scott. Wow. You so totally rock. And thank you guys for that. Yeah, really, really grateful. Thank you. Um, Now, if if you're going to move to Florida, like you're suggesting, you're going to want to know about this. S- sexual satisfaction may be the key to delaying onset of dementia. Yeah, Why, baby. Wait, are they having a lot of uh, sexo in the Florida? Is that what's uh, happening? Yeah, I'm just saying. You know what? Okay. What's that? Uh, that place where the guy was dealing drugs? The, uh, uh, the, the Mar-a-Lago. The, no, oh, wait, no, <laughs> not that. <laughs> My guy. bad. I'm sorry. The the guy where uh, the 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 place where everyone lives. Oh, the villages. The, the, the villages. villages. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, could a passionate night in bed also <laughs> boost your brain health later in life? Uh, I might be developing dementia. There's a growing body of evidence <laughs> that sexual satisfaction among older adults may delay or even prevent cognitive decline. You've so, got to get those juices flowing. You know, is I'm a saying. great sex life the medicine for Alzheimer's? Uh, Sorry to Allison, be so blunt about it, but you know. Allison Smith and a team at the Department of Family Sciences at the University of Kentucky sought to explore changes over time in long-term cognitive status in relation to in- intimacy and sexuality in older adults. They collected baseline intimacy and sexual sexuality survey data from 155 participants. So this is not a really big study. Mm-hmm. Um, come on, study people. Uh, romance with a partner, set, uh, sexual satisfaction, beliefs about sexuality, social support, and emotional intimacy. The data was then analyzed in relation to changes in cognitive status over 10 years. Over the 10-year period, 33.5% of the individuals developed cognitive impairment. Oh, uh-uh. no. <laughs> uh, participants good. with greater sexual satisfaction at baseline 
were less likely to convert from cognitively intact to mild cognitive impairment or dementia in the future. Other studies have similar findings. Okay, that's interesting. Other studies from the Well, it makes people. sense, doesn't it? Like, when you start developing dementia, then, you know, if you're not in your right mind, no one's going to want to have, you're it, saying that's have not, relations uh, that's, with you. You're not going to have sexy time? No. <laughs> I'm so, sorry, yeah. Are when are you? you are, when what do you, you mean, start who am I? <laughs> losing your mind, I mean, that's it. Who are you? Who are you and why are you in my bed? Right. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Also, you know, like you said, once you get things going, the blood flow is going to help your body in, in, in general. Just, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. Got to keep I know that after I, you know, after I work out and I do cardio or just lifting weights, then mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden I have like 10 ideas for the show. Right, and I'm oh. texting texting Mark with uh, stories that I know we are not going to do that I that will be good for his show. Well, think um, how many ideas you could have if you had a passionate love affair. <laughs> okay, that's homework. <laughs> um, something really cool from uh, where you, you and I hail from, John Daly. There is this girl, and I've been following her for a while now because wait, her what? Dad, See, this guys girl. can't say things like that. <laughs> That There's doesn't this make girl, sense. And I've been following this, her for a while. She is a she's a t- <laughs> I've been following her career for okay, a while. Okay, thank you. Thank she's you. a teenage girl and yeah. she is a champion skateboarder. And I okay. first came across her when her dad posted something on I think it was a Petaluma website. He was looking for someplace. No, it was like uh, on Facebook like I love petaluma.com or I I love I heart Petaluma or Petaluma peeps or one of the Petaluma pages. Okay. And he was asking if anybody had an old barn or a place out on their property <laughs> where they could... Do you have an old barn to spare? an old barn. Well, some people have barns on their property and they're not using them for anything. Yeah. They don't have animals or what have you. But he wanted okay. a place, a covered spot, to put this gigantic skateboarding bowl, you know, thing okay. into. And so then I was like, what do you need that for? And I looked her up and she has been winning championships all over the place. And she's a rising star. Her name is Minna Stess, S-T-E-S-S. And she now has made history in Rome. She's a Petaluma girl, okay? She won a bronze medal at the World Skateboarding Championship in Rome. She is now ranked among the best female skateboarders in the world, this wow. girl practicing in an old barn in Petaluma. Here she goes, right? Wow, she is, they call cool. her the Wonderkind from Petaluma. She made history in Rome earlier this month when she became the first ever female American park skater to earn a medal at the Olympic qualifier event. She's already a world-renowned skateboard champion before this, but after winning this bronze medal at the World Skateboarding Championship October 8th, she became considered, at least by some rankings, the third best female skateboarder in the entire world and the best in the United States. She finished seventh place in last year's championships, went back this year, and got a third um, the only people that beat her out this year, Japanese skateboarders Kokana Hiraki and Hineo Kusaki. She said, honestly, I didn't believe it. I was just completely shocked. I'm still shocked. Uh, she was previously ranked 10th in the world, again, now ranked uh, one of the best, right? Top three. She um, she is now going, likely going to the Olympics. She's now an Olympic hopeful wow. and she may represent the United States in the next and it Olympics. it all started in a barn in Petaluma. <laughs> exactly, right? I mean, how cool is that? I love it. 
So I I support Minnesota. If you see her, well, the after party pop up live, in the Olympics, your number one source of mm. Petaluma news and That's main right. and main we news. Aim to please. Happy to now, be here. Now I am putting serve. up this comment because I want you to read it. Uh, Lori, hi Lori. Endorphins and more from exercise a little different than multiple hormones released from both orgasms and affectionate physical contact. I say a good tool and loving pet almost as good and <laughs> not together. Yeah, no, that's funny. Try not nice, to be Lori. Thank I you. Yeah, there. I was trying that, you know. I tried. I, I tried. Learning. I'm working at working it for that. We probably said sex too many times that it's got where our monetary is gone. Well, we were okay until just then. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you, Lori. You're right. Um, it's always important to, you know, again, you got to keep it going. Right. Uh, yeah. And speaking of uh, staying excited, Spice Girls, mm-hmm. they go missing <laughs> Tell again. Me what you want. Last Friday, a San Francisco arcade patron wanted to spice up their life so badly that they resorted to theft. Oh, no. On Saturday morning, an employee of Free Gold Watch, a screen printing shop and arcade in Coal Valley, noticed a big problem in the restroom. Something didn't (laughs) smell quite right, and it didn't have anything to do with the toilet. Uh, This is a creative writer. Uh, (laughs) uh, For several years, the tiny pink bathroom had one notable decoration, a vintage Spice Girls poster from the iconic girls group. 1998 performance at Shoreline Amphitheater. The show took place several months after Ginger Spice's departure from the group, so it only featured four spices. Oh, it's an historic poster, eh? Yeah, sporty, Mm. scary, cinnamon, no, no, baby, and posh. (laughs) Uh, But after a particularly, there's that word again, busy Friday night, Ginger wasn't the only one missing. The poster has been stolen, and it wasn't the first time. Uh, One night back in 2018, the original tattered version of the mosaic-style poster disappeared. Local artist behind the work... Uh, caught wind of the theft via Instagram and gave the arcade a fresh replacement. Following the first theft, the owner said he would be more careful. The whole thing was encased behind plexiglass. It wasn't the same security as the Mona Lisa or anything, but for the ladies' room here at Free Gold Watch, we thought it was sufficient. Obviously, we were mistaken. <laughs> the plexiglass was affixed to the wall with tamper-resistant security screws, which for five years were enough to keep thieves at bay. He says, I'm curious to know if it's the same thief who stole the first one, uh, if they came back for more, if, 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 or if it's two isolated incidents. It's going to be under investigation. Do, oh. do, do. Yeah, so, somebody really yeah. wants that thing. Yeah, so uh, if you have information leading to the return, it's uh, 415-876-4444. Our thanks to the uh, SF Gate for that one. Yeah, and their you know, creative writing. Earlier this uh, week, or last week, I think, there was a retirement. So this is uh, an A's player named Trevor May. He's a relief pitcher. There he is and on the left. And he checked out. He's done. He's retiring. And I guess here's the question. I'm he checked out kind of like the A's? He's checking out. Yeah, he's out. He's <laughs> retiring. He's like, sayonara. I'm leaving. But here's the question. Because Trevor May gave this really, really kind of blistering speech on his way out the door. And so I'll read it to you, but my question is this. When you're leaving, should you be graceful and kind as you exit and not really burn the bridges? Now, he's not going to go back there, but he might be called back for like a reunion or, you know, to be on the field for something. I don't know. Is he retiring from baseball or just... Yeah, he's retiring from baseball. Totally. Mm -hmm. Totally, he's done. Or... Should you let him have it on the way out, like an exit interview, but right in public? So either be classy about it and not burn the bridges, or now that you're retiring, no holds barred, you just go out, come out swinging on your way out. That's my question to you. Tell me what you think. So Trevor May, he 
he's re- he reti- is retiring again um and he comes out giving this speech of uh and very critical of the team ownership and we know that the owner right hasn't been doing well by A's fans John Fisher there there's a big movement to have him sell the team um because he's going to move it and fans are upset and about consistently, it they were trying to make yeah. it Oakland's fault so here's what uh Trevor May said he said Sell the team, dude. Sell it, man. Let someone who actually like takes pride in the things they own own Ooh. something. There's actually people who give an S about the game. Let them do it. Take mommy and daddy's money. Fisher's Ouch. parents founded the gap. Somewhere take oh, mommy really? and daddy's money somewhere oh, else, money. dork. It's gap Fall money. Yeah. Uh, in his retirement speech, May thanked everyone at the A's except for one guy before going on to keep criticism on Fisher. Here's what he said. Quote, if you're going to be a greedy F, own it. Wow. There's nothing weaker than being afraid of cameras. Do what you're going to do, bro. Whatever. You're a billionaire. They exist. You guys have all this power. You shouldn't have any because you haven't earned any of it. But anyway, whatever. Yeah. So <sighs> May's out. Should he have said all that? Or should he have just? I think it you know, depends on your a nod priorities. and a thank you. It depends mm-hmm. on your priorities and the situation. In this case, they were jerking Oakland around. I know. I spoke to Libby Schaff every week, and she really mm-hmm. wanted to get the deal done. And they just, you know, they were just playing around with them, right? They yeah. kept on leading them on, and the whole time they had the shadow operation to relocate the team. Here's the thing: if I was a billionaire, obviously you have enough money. Maybe the best move uh, financially was for them to move to another city, right, to make more money. But if you mm-hmm. already have that much money, don't you think like pride, like he's saying, like pride of ownership, uh, the, the pride of being in the community mm-hmm. and kind of being a benefactor to the community, especially since you have ties to the Gap, which is, you know, yeah. San Francisco origins, right? Don't you think that would be more important to you, right, and that reputation and that legacy than uprooting just to make more money? Right. Yes. Have a more success- yes. And financial operation. How does it reflect on you? Because this guy Fisher is going to have to live with his reputation and all the people that are angry at him for this. But does is it Trevor May's job to stand up and say that, or should he have just exited? It may with not grace? be his job, but obviously he felt passionate about it. You know, and if that's if if he's going to regret not saying something, you know, like mm-hmm. staying staying silent. Um, you know, good for him because, you know, he felt it was important to him and yeah. he's on the side of the fans and probably on the side of Oakland and uh, he's making his feelings known and it doesn't have any negative impact on him. And even if it does have a negative impact on him, if he thinks it's important enough, uh, here, here for actually having mm-hmm. the guts to to say what needed to be said. And maybe some other people will come out and support it. Vilma says you should speak your truth respectfully. I don't necessarily know that was respectfully, although it was very, very honest. I'll say that. Um, Gordon writes lots of anger there. Yeah, lots of anger. But I, mean, uh, I think it's okay to be angry when it's justified. Point, you know, you don't have to be a jerk about it. But you know, if a little bit of anger slips out, and when you're passionate about something important, I think that's forgivable. I think people, my... it, it people know where his heart is at, right? So yeah, that's true. I think, they, I think it's okay definitely. to go outside the lines a little if you, if, if you if you have good intent. I mean, he he doesn't have to work again. He's 34 yeah. years old. He didn't have He's to say anything. He could have just walked away with his money. That's right. Uh, Mama de three boys says in my head that speech was in Eric Cartman's voice. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he's not going to be invited back under current ownership. So, no. you know, he knew what he knew what he was doing and he thought it was important. Beth says Fisher is going to sell the team after the stadium is built and the A's move in. Lori says stand up for what you believe in. Yeah. Um, uh, Vilma, again, the A's shouldn't have led Oakland around if the A's were leaving. 
That's right. So, uh, yeah, I guess I, I tend to just, you know, I, I maybe, I don't know. I mean, there's no, I guess there's no reason not to say it, but I just tend to be, you know, maybe a little more polite. Like if you can't say something nice, don't say anything. But at all if he said something polite, you know, he wouldn't have made the headlines and we wouldn't be talking about it and it wouldn't have had as much impact. Well, that's and true. It, it came across as passionate and um, I think he's on the right side. And I think it's okay. It's it's like, yeah, do you want to burn bridges if you work in an industry? Yeah. Probably not the smartest move, but if you're done, right. you're done and you want to be honest about it. That's, I think that's your right. Yeah. It's your prerogative. The Guardian kind of goes back through what the A's are dealing with, saying they're playing in a crumbling stadium. They have one of the lowest payrolls in Major League Baseball. They lost 112 games in 2023, giving them the, get them the worst record in baseball. Well, and they, now, they weren't investing in the in the players, though. No. So. And Fisher wants to move the franchise to Vegas after the 2024 season. So, yeah. yeah. Sell it. Take mommy and daddy's money and do something else with it. Is what he has. I mean, to Oakland say. really. I mean, Libby Chef really wanted to make that. Uh, the what's the name of the port? The the port deal. Port of Oakland. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the port of Oakland deal work. Yeah. I know. I know. You know. You know. You may criticize Libby Chef for her politics, but mm-hmm. um, she is one of the most genuine politicians I've ever spoke with. And like yeah. off the off, you know, off the record. Right. Um, I I believe what she said, and um, you know, I would I'd follow the development every week. It's like what's new, mm-hmm. what's new, and they were just dicking them around. Now oh we're my! De- now we're demonetized. demonetized for sure. Well done there, <laughs> Daily. <laughs> are we doing one more story? Or are we gonna take a break and then have our Thursday trivia? Oh, let's let's take a break and okay. then uh, we'll we'll get into it. Okay. Right? Uh, this is the after party live. Thank you to all of you who have contributed to the show. We really couldn't be any more thankful for. Pamela with a $50 contribution to the After Party Live. She is keeping this party rocking. Wes with a $5 super sticker. Yay for you. We love you. Julie, we love you with a $5 super sticker. And Scott Rittenberg, we love you as well. You guys are so amazing. So thank you for helping us support this show. We will be right back. Coming up, I want to also, we'll hopefully get to the story about whether watching movies is good for your mental health. And happiness and what kind of movies and why. Um, So we'll talk about that. And we have Thursday trivia. And we have this week's category, pop culture. I lobbied for something scientific, but I was smashed down. And since I got the I got the beach theme. I, I went with no scientific. I no, I asked up. you if you yeah. had any ideas, and then you yeah. didn't respond for like four or five hours. And I'm like, oh, I got to prep this trivia yeah. segment. And then I reminded you, and then you said, yeah. Oh, okay. And then I said something we'd already done, like anatomy or health or something. Yeah. So I think yeah. you're, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Crossing some Okay. Lines, so. Whatever. We're right back on the After Party Live. Fake news. The After Party Live is underwritten by our audience. And without you, this show wouldn't be possible. If you can contribute $10, $15, or $20 a month, it would keep this party a rockin'. The PayPal link can be found in the About section of the YouTube channel or at the bottom of the show description. Any dollar amount is appreciated, and it all adds up. On behalf of Kim and myself... Thank you for your consideration. Aloha, bitches. It's the After Party Live. Yeah, it is the After Party Live. We are very thankful for all the folks that have contributed. And I don't know is, oh, a new contributor, Douglas K. Thank you. Yes, Douglas. Thank you, Douglas. Thank you for being a new contributor. And thank you for being part of the After Party Live. We appreciate you. So... Are we going back or are we going forward? Let's what go we back. Doing? We have some time here. Um, okay. Let's talk about it. You're, f- you're f- familiar with uh, Universal Studios, right? Yeah. Oh, Down yeah. In LA. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. so Universal Studios has a new ride with rotating cars. And um, you obviously know Fast and the Furious, the movie franchise, right? Is that what this is about? Yeah. Universal Studios has released more details about its upcoming Fast and Furious-themed roller coaster and how it plans to reduce noise from the coaster so it won't significantly impact nearby homes. Um, Theme park blog WDWNT, which I know you follow religiously, Mm, reported in April that residents who live near the amusement park raised concerns about the added noise pollution the new attraction might contribute to the area. Um, but as you can see in this photo, they're kind of creating like t- a tunnel, like a yeah. sa- like a sound tunnel to, mm-hmm. to contain the the uh, the noise. So uh, much like a sound wall, it's um, the 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 ride is slated to be longer than two football fields. So this is a long roller coaster, um, and this would help reduce the sound from the attraction going into the community. Uh, you know, you don't want to have to apologize to the community. The coaster will also have this these half pipe shields. That's what they're calling them, um, and the Incredible Coaster at uh, Disney's California Adventure Park has a similar structure in place to help mitigate the sound, right, um, mm-hmm. from traveling into the residential community because, you know, Disneyland's like right right there, right, uh, in the middle of a uh, of city. Universal will also limit construction on the new thrill ride to certain hours, uh, right, during the daytime. Another u- way Universal plans to limit noise from, the tra- uh, from traveling uh, to nearby communities is through the ride vehicles. The coasters will have ride vehicles that rotate 360 degrees, providing the ability to turn and program the vehicles away from the community at key scream moments, hmm. right? We all have those scream moments and they, yeah. you know, they know where the points that, in the that, roller when coaster. Your, when your heart drops to your stomach yeah. and you're so plummeting they know, straight downhill. Yeah, they, they've done some tests. They know where people will be screaming and they'll turn the, uh, the, the vehicles away from the homes. That's interesting. The entire track will also be filled with pea gravel to minimize ride vehicle sound. Mm. And uh, the report also shared that the thrill ride will be able to hold up to 32 people at once since two trains capable of holding 16 people each will be moving through the track simultaneously. So pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, I guess you have to do that when you're um, you're around homes. I don't know yeah. if Mark Mark can hear it from his house, but uh, relatively I don't know. Close. Yeah, I'm not much for <laughs> roller coasters, but yeah, no? that's cool. Mm-mm. Are you yeah. a roller coaster aficionado? Uh, not enough that I would go on a regular basis like i think like nikki goes to six flags a lot but uh, yeah. if i go then yeah i, I, I mm-hmm. when i was younger i wasn't big on it but um yeah I, I i like the i like the ones where it's like really intense at the beginning um wow yeah, yeah space mountain yeah. i remember one uh one uh february when we, february uh that we went to mm-hmm. disneyland and it was raining so mm-hmm. there weren't that many people there uh we were able to go like 12 13 times in a row wow. yeah that's pretty so, good so uh, i really got into that um, well, from excitement to calm, calming, hmm. the story I really love. I think you found this one. And this is about, uh, it's from, when we talk about the study people. This yeah. is from studyfinds.org. Yeah, and it's about, um, it's about whether movies and going to movies and watching movies can improve your mental health. And the author basically looked at all the research about whether movies should be used as a, as a therapeutic tool. The, um, the thought is that the field is really new, but film therapy can be effective at helping people process difficult emotions, which could improve your mental health. The films engage people emotionally in ways that can be therapeutic. If you're talking about movie characters, you can feel more comfortable than discussing issues directly. Uh, So it gives you some emotional distance, maybe from your own problems, but to seek advice or opinions. Uh, They can also, movies help people learn life skills, 
seeing how movie characters deal with their challenges could help you realize, you know, the right and the wrong way or you know, give you other ideas for how to face challenges in your own life. And here's something I personally found interesting with kids in the house. Uh, the author says that in looking at the research, film therapy reduced conflict between parents and teenagers, mm. increased empathy and dialogue between them, and helped improve communication skills. It's also shown to reduce anxiety and make therapy more appealing, apparently. And film therapy is also shown to be particularly beneficial to certain groups of people. Autistic people, um, also psychiatric patients. So it's a lot. Uh and it, what's interesting is I was mentioning this earlier to Nikki is that Julia and I over the summer watched the Gilmore Girls. We watched another series as well. This summer I turned pretty. We watched. And they have kind of adult themes, but through the shows we would stop and pause and talk about things. And I think that really strengthened our relationship. And now that school's back in session and everyone has earlier bedtimes, mm -hmm. I miss those moments with her, that that communication with her. So I do feel like watching something together and having that dialogue together is really valuable. So that's just a personal experience. So um, it sounds but, like uh, the McAllister family will be uh, running tests and uh, doing their own study. On the film therapy? Yeah, uh, on the teenagers. The study find says films bring together images, story, metaphor, and music, all of which are shown to have therapeutic benefits. So before you diss the movie method and think, oh, you're watching another movie again. Think, hmm, this is actually good for me. Good for your well, it brain. it seems to be working for, for the people heart. in the photo here. Yeah, they're very they're happy. happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking good. So, yeah. Are you ready for some trivia? Uh, is it time? I think it's always time. Please bring It's one of our trivia. most popular segments. Okay. You want me to go first? Yeah. Take it away. My first, we need like a, a little page, like Thursday trivia. Woohoo! That was my little page. Uh, what social media network launched in 2006? Facebook. No. 2006? Mm-hmm. Social media network. It wasn't Facebook. Oh, Twitter? Yes. Oh. Well, yeah, I'm still wrong. Did Look, anybody in the chat it. get it? Yeah. Uh, Natalie got it. Jim said MySpace. That's not right. That was my first question. Okay. I guess uh, Facebook must have been a little earlier. Yeah. Just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay, your okay. turn. Oh, it's my turn? Mm -hmm. um, okay, that's my cue. Uh, <laughs> 11 <laughs> actors have played Batman on screen. Can you name three, at least three? 11 actors have played Batman on screen. Can you name ben, three of them? Ben Affleck. Okay, that's one. Batman. 11 actors have played Batman on screen. Can you name three of them? Chris Pine? No. 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 Christian Bale. Wes tells that's, me. I got the yeah, answer from... That's two. And Jim told me George Clooney. I cheated yep, by the... Go. I cheated in the chat. <laughs> there you go. The others are Robert Pattinson, uh, uh, Val Kilmer, Michael Keaton, yeah. Adam West, Robert Lowry, Louis G. Wilson... Ian uh, Glenn and David Mazuz. Oh, okay. I haven't heard that of that. That's a people. good question. I liked it. Thanks. Um, okay, here's a question. What was the first cable television series to win an Emmy for Outstanding Drama Series? 
first cable TV series. Oh, cable. Mm-hmm. No, to win an Emmy for Outstanding Drama series. Cable. Um, it would probably be in the 80s. I don't know that I was really paying attention to cable in the 80s. Can you narrow it down to decade? I would say 90s. Oh, 90s. Mm-hmm. And I would also say uh, Mafia. Oh, Sopranos? Yes, that's right. That oh, was wow. too easy of a... Of a yeah, Sopranos. Somebody said West Wing. Uh, Natalie said West Wing, but Jim said Sopranos. Okay, I was thinking yeah. Basic Cable. Mm -hmm. so I, in my mind, I was going back to the eighties. I was like, "What was on yeah. in the eighties? Um, Silk Stockings or something like that." <laughs> one, of those USA, <laughs> one of those USA shows. Okay, uh, this one's for you. Okay, it'll be interesting to see if you know this one. Which Disney princess was originally intended to be a villain? Which Disney princess was originally intended to be a villain? Hmm. Do, do, do. Like original do. Disney princess or newer? Uh, well, it's in the newer collection. Yeah. Okay. Um, 2000s. Was it Jasmine? Nope. <clears throat> Jim got it. Oh, and Kathleen, Kathleen got it first. Okay, Sorry, good job, you guys. <laughs> Kathleen got well it. Well done. Kathleen and Jim got it. I don't know why I don't think of her as a princess. I mean, she's kind of the queen, but yeah, I, okay, yeah. that makes sense. That's a good question, um, though. Stop yeah, the, Disney, really uh, the Disney queen over there in Petaluma. What was Ashley Simpson caught doing live on Saturday Night Live in 2004? Ashley Simpson. You knew that one. That's I was right. It. I was watching it. Oh, really? It. You're like, and hey. somebody involved in production, audio production, <laughs> I'm like, she is lip singing. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I would not have known that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I watched it and then they like started over. It was really embarrassing. Um, who coined the phrase hot girl summer? This is, a, I'll tell you, it's a musician, musical act. Um, I could, you could call, I'll say, a female rapper. Is it Lizzo? Well, no, but you're in okay. the right realm. Not Rihanna. No. Who coined the phrase hot girl summer? Mm -hmm. I don't know the answer. I think you need your daughter in here for this one. <laughs> I might. Or, Nick, or Nikki. Nikki could probably answer this one. She totally could answer this who one. Who coined the phrase hot girl summer? Do, do, do. We'll give it a few more seconds. Do, do, do. Because we like to have dead air. <laughs> and then nobody nobody knows that's too hard oh okay. queen latifah oh. says Lori. oh uh, grady got it i mean megan, partially there it's, oh, it's megan. megan the stallion okay Paul, pauline oh, said and, uh, Cardi Jones B. Got it. So, okay i think sayo's first yeah these mm. answers kind of come in at the same time congratulations sayo this is easy for the merch me queen sayo Jones. it might be hard for you okay which um what is the name of joanna and chip Gaines' lifestyle brand I have no idea who those people are. <laughs> if you watch HGTV, I don't. And home renovation shows, don't have you a home. totally know this one. People Not... flock to Texas to okay. go to this place. And you watch uh, it? So they can. Yes, I used to when I had cable, but now I don't. Ever since I cut the cord, I don't much anymore. But if they have a whole brand, they make, you know, trinkets for your kitchen and bowls and everything else. It is yes, it is at I think it's at Target. Wait, you don't they're know the on, answer? Oh, they're on HBO. Okay. Um yeah, Jim got it. It's and Murphy got it and Kathleen got it. It's Magnolia. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, uh, who replaced Matt Lauer on the Today Show? Who oh, replaced goodness. Matt Lauer on the Today Show? Was it Hoda Cobb? Good yeah. job. Yeah. Good job okay. with the Hoda Cobb. Thank you. Thank you very much. Name every Marvel Chris. Oh, I don't watch these movies. Um, Chris Pine, Chris Hemmings. Yes. Yes. Chris Evans. Yes. You got oh, them wow. all. <laughs> Not bad for somebody who doesn't watch his movies. That's right. Well they, done. They're well reported done. on. They're reported on enough, I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, which online dating site? I'll be very interested to see if anybody gets this. So think early, early dating sites. Like maybe you'd hear ads on the radio, like ABC radio. Which online dating site was established in the year 2000? Hmm. Which online dating site was established in the year 2000? So this is early on. I'm trying not to look at the chat because I don't want to. I don't want to. I think there were commercials on. I want to say there were commercials on TV. Was it OK Cupid? No. Okay. Is, I believe this is before that. Um, this was like a mainstream marketing. So it was it was advertised all over the place. Okay. Uh, Natalie got it. E-Harmony. Okay. E-Harmony. There you go. Where was the White Lotus season one shot? Uh, I want to say it was Maui. Four yes. seasons? You got it. Four Seasons Resort on Maui. Yeah. Uh, what are places I'll never be able to stay at? Okay. Um, in what country? Yeah. Uh, in what country did the first season of Survivor take place? Oh. In what country did the first season of Survivor take place? Was it Tahiti? Oh. I mean, I know they've been to Vanuatu a lot, but that that came later. Thailand. They've been there more than once. Yeah. Well, they went to a lot of different countries, and then they—I don't know if you know this—but for like the last ten seasons or more, they they just stuck to Fiji. Stationary, yeah. Because they have fiber optic internet. Uh, I was reading about it. They have fiber optic internet in Fiji, so production-wise, for them, it's easier just to rent the entire island and stay there. Yeah. It's interesting if you think about it production-wise. It's very hard to set up camp, you know, in a new location over and over and over again. It costs a lot of yeah. money. Um, so, what country would, did the first season of Survivor take place in? They have some good guesses. Uh, we have a guest for Borneo. We have uh, Fiji. No, Fiji's where they're they are now. Um, not Jamaica? Borneo. No, mm. no, no, no. It starts with an M. Should get it now. Which country did the first season of Survivor take place? It starts Malaysia. With an M. Yep. Okay. Malaysia. I didn't that know that. <laughs> once you said the M, I mean. Well, I um, okay. So you know who Hillary Duff is? Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, she first appeared on what TV show? Oh, uh, I get them confused. Is she the iCarly one? No. I, no, I don't know if she starred in that, but this is not that. Uh, Lizzie McGuire. That's right. I worked for Radio Disney, so I had oh, unfair okay. advantage. Yeah, I mean, Lizzie McGuire. Narrow it down. That's right. Radio Disney. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and let's see here. What? This is. This should be easy. What popular ABC television show began with Jack opening his eyes on a beach after a plane crash? I think this is way too easy. TV show? Thinking. Yeah. What popular ABC television show began with Jack opening oh, his eyes on a beach after lost. a plane crash? Yeah, lost. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the easiest question I've asked. Um, Jim, Jim got it. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
What famous sexually steamy book was turned into a movie? Fifty Shades of Grey. That's right. Was that too easy? That was way too easy. Yeah, too yeah. easy. That's probably the easiest question you've asked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Um, on guard. Who was the top selling artist of the 2000s? Who was the top selling artist of the 2000s? Since they're saying the 2000s, I think that means 2000 to 2010. Mm, 2000s. So I think just after the turn of the century. Who was top the top selling, selling artist? Yeah. Top selling artist. Mm. Not Britney. Was it a man or woman or group? Uh, it is. It was a man. So this is uh, 2000 to 2010, Jim. So 2000 to 2010. Bruno Mars? No. <clears throat> Rapper. Oh. Diddy? No. Kanye? No. Oh. Eminem? Will, William got it before you, but yeah. Oh, uh, Eminem. Eminem. Okay. Yeah, Eminem mm. was the number one selling artist. Interesting. So uh, I think he'll be, uh, he's set for life. Yeah, that is very interesting. Uh, I'll, I'll play you. I'll give, take that and I'll give you this. Okay. Who was the top musical artist in 2020? In 2020? Dua Lipa? No, but it's very <sighs> along the same lines. I was tracking music for the morning show. Like every, and it's something you love. Yeah, every song that we played. Oh, mm. Every song we played on the radio on the morning show had to be charted, and it was always charted. So it's 2000. I should know this. Um, the weekend. It's a woman. Number one selling. Number. Do they specify. One, it just says top musical artist in 2020. Does Colleen have it with Rihanna? Nope, not right. Ooh. Oh, do, do, do. I don't know what. I'll I'll just tell you guys. You're, it's, you're 2000. It's Doja Cat. Oh, it was, it was, Doja really? Cat. She was the. What, wait, what? What are they saying she was? The top um, musical artist in 2020. Yeah, didn't she have a meltdown recently where she like went off on people? I don't know what genre that is. is that hip hop. Uh, it's kind of like pop. It's like hip hop. Uh, yeah. Pop. It's like a mixture of hip hop and like and like yeah. dance music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were we were playing Doja Cat in the morning as well. I should have known that. Always try to get the hit music, especially for Nikki. Yeah. I knew what she wanted. Um, okay, next question. What tech founder was surprisingly responsible for making sure you had your future iPhone? This is a very interesting question. What tech founder was surprisingly responsible for making sure you had your future iPhone? Not a very obvious Sir, answer. Sergey Brin. Wrong. <laughs> Hmm. A very well-known, very rich individual. Without him, you probably wouldn't have an iPhone. At least in its N current form. Throughout, not Steve Jobs. Nope. And no. Lori gets it. G Bill Gates. Awesome. Bill okay. Gates. Bill Gates. Apple would have filed for bankruptcy, but Microsoft supplied them with a one hundred and fifty million dollar investment to keep oh Apple my. alive. I did not it, know that. Yeah, they probably regret that. Speaking of money. <laughs> Ashton Kutcher made most of his money doing what? Modeling? No. Smoking pot on television? No. Uh, Don't get me demonetized. Investing in tech technology. That's right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I get credit for that. Yeah. Three guesses. <laughs> okay. Uh, my last question. Ready for it? Yeah. Can you name the first rap song to hit number one? On the Billboard Hot 100, the 
first rap song to hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100. I will say that I know you know this song. It's um, interspersed with Dude Looks Like a Lady, right? No. Is it? It was... Um... A little bit later, I believe. Oh. What, Beastie what era Boys? Was that? What... No Sleep Till Brooklyn? No, a little little later. Mm. I don't know the answer. Well, you know the song, and let me give you give you a clue. It would have been really popular when I was in sixth grade. Was so it like Tone ni- Loke? Nineteen ninety one. Nineteen ninety one. Remember the big songs? Nineteen ninety one. Around the time uh, of Everybody Dance Now. Everybody Dance Now. I don't know. I don't know. Ice Ice Baby. Oh, Vanilla Ice. There you go. Yeah. 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 Come on. That's a good that's good stuff. I knew right you there. know that song though. Yeah. How many albums did the Beatles have? Oh. A lot. Um <laughs> all together, right? But so this is before they split, that would be we're not talking about any like albums they made after and glued them together with old footage we're talking about actually released actually as the beatles mm-hmm. uh, i have to take a guess i'll just say six really is it it's more than that um mm, gordon says 25 really colleen Albums? says 18 this is grady says 16 um the answer 12? is 20 23 whoa yeah they had 23 albums way wrong i have two more albums. are you ready that's mm-hmm. a lot of albums. And I, I'm going to do this one because I want. I just want to say, as if, is a statement that appears on what famous movie from the 1990s? As if. <sighs> I know the movie. I just, the name's not coming to me. It has the guy who never ages. Paul Rood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Alicia Silverstone. That's right. I'll give it to you. It's clueless. clueless. And the... Hey, that's appropriate. <laughs> appropriate way to end uh, trivia. The the last question I have, the hey, word lit is yeah. an urban phrase that means what? Mm, like intoxicated? It's going to be lit. On fire. I mean, you're intoxicated. I thought <laughs> when somebody's lit, they usually refer to somebody being like drunk. Or it's going to be so... Come to the after party. It's going to be so lit. It means a party or a good time. Yeah, drunk or high. I'll give myself that. <laughs> That's not what it means. That's what it, it means, means when you're out with the kids. A party or a good it's, time, not yeah, necessarily inebriated. Those good times do not come without drugs and alcohol and, and, and vanilla ice <laughs> and rock and roll. All right. uh, let's let's uh, jump to entertainment news while okay. we have time before the time runs out. Oh, Uh, no, I don't want the time to run out. But we have Netflix news. Are you still watching? Netflix adds 9 million subscribers. So we have two stories here. Netflix. Look, those guys look the same. Who who, is that the CEO and like the co-CEO? Yeah, these are uh, co-CEO. I think what I think what it means is like this is the face of rich dude. This One like turns into dude. the other. They kind of morph. It's like rich dude face. They start buying the same shirts, <laughs> is that what the it same is? jackets, the yeah. same hairstylist, the same they hair product. They look alike. Like they yeah, part their hair on the creepy. same side. They... They're twinning. They're twinning. I thought uh, maybe father and son. Okay. <laughs> so Netflix is adding subscribers at a torrid pace as its password sharing crackdown oh. continues. So, torrid. So, uh, I like that word. Torrid. Yeah, we'll give that a... We don't have a ding, but we'll give that a... Yeah. Turn the page. 
And as it makes moves that could push subscribers towards its nascent advertising tier, nascent, uh, the company reported 9 million new subscribers. 9 million new subscribers uh, with this password uh, cracking uh, yeah. crackdown. Everyone's is, like, I still want Netflix. Now I have to pay for it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm mentioning that headline because the second headline, Netflix is increasing prices because what do you do when you're making so much money and adding 9 million subscribers? Of course. You want more, more, more. Get ready to pay more for Netflix so those two co-CEO bros can buy mm. expensive shirts. The streaming giant hiked the monthly price of its basic plan to $12 from $10 and its premium plan to $23 from $20. Netflix's $7 ad-supported plan will still be $7. The price hike takes effect immediately. The last time Netflix raised prices in the U.S. was January of 2022. Not that long ago. Quote, here's their PR spin. Ready for it? As we deliver more value to our members, we occasionally ask them to pay a bit more. Our starting price is extremely competitive with other streamers, and at $6.99 per month in the U.S., for example, it's much less than the average price of a single movie ticket. Mm. So, of course, growing economic pressure on the streaming industry has uh, streaming providers raising prices and cracking down on password sharing. You know, I think this is a little tone deaf given the, the, the strikes and how they're saying they don't have money, you know, to, to pay the writers. They don't have money to, to be fair with the actors. Uh, it's not a good look. Netflix, no. Disney Plus, Hulu, and Peacock have announced price increases in recent months. The current round of price increases signals once and for all that the era of cheap streaming has come to an end. So again, like we've said before, you thought you were saving money by cutting the cable. Uh, it's just, uh, it was knocked down and now it's building back up. They're building it back better for their uh, bottom line. So it's always somebody that. wants more and more and more money. Another dollar or two or three yeah. coming out of, your, uh, out of your account. I do like a, a, a Netflix movie though or show well, i, I enjoy it. the netflix and it's funny because Lori, all day has been <laughs> keeping me abreast of which baby animals are on the new netflix live baby animal cam oh, most nice. recently she said it was the baby orangutan so yeah. yeah um very cool some breaking news stories to just pop out with really quickly oh wait 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 hold on you said there's oh. breaking news yeah i need to introduce a new feature which is our breaking oh. news drop you ready for this yeah after Party Live, breaking news. Reporting live that this really afternoon important. from Petaluma, <laughs> Kim McAllister. I don't know if it's that important. That was a big lead in, but I do enjoy that. That's really cool. Might be a little um, too long. Just a couple of uh, stories that I wanted to tell you about. You know, we've been following what's going on in the House. There was uh, talk of a third vote today, but apparently some GOP members are now refusing to meet with Jim Jordan. So there's some real back and forth here, or not very much at all. They had a three-long, a three-hour-long meeting. It was very chaotic, and it was decided to move ahead with Jordan, but now there are some people that won't meet with him at all. Uh, <laughs> Jordan is saying, I'm going to stay in the speaker race. And uh, there are some GOP lawmakers that are saying, and I quote, it's the biggest F you to Republican voters. Meanwhile, wow. the people of the House are not, or the people are as a work is not getting done by the House. Israeli defense minister now telling troops near Gaza. Wait, you soon have another story? 
They're soon going to see it from the inside. You have a second story? Oh, oh hold all. on. I, I need a beep. Oh, before you... Well, oh. I should have done that. Okay, a little We have sweeper. a swoosh now. Yeah. Sorry, a little, a little slow on the swoosh uptake. Um, And then on. there's one more if you want to swoosh oh, me again. Uh, Dan Noyes, who's an investigative reporter with ABC7. Oh, yeah. yeah, they do a lot of swooshing. He's reporting this afternoon, and he saw this firsthand, That, um, and he said he saw it in the SF Standard as well, that a convicted child molester set up camp right across from a grade school with a giant sign that said, free fentanyl for new users. Now the police are trying to get this person to move. So that is from Dan Noyes, and uh, that is the, those are the latest stories around the Bay Area that are just popping up now. Uh, other entertainment news, if I can just do one more. I yeah. saw this one. Adele is out saying she has quit drinking after she was a borderline alcoholic. She borderline. tells fans at her Vegas residency she misses alcohol so much. She Ooh. gave up drinking a few months ago. Um, she said she was a borderline alcoholic in her 20s. The quote is, I stopped drinking maybe like three and a half months ago. It's boring. I mean, I was literally borderline alcoholic for quite a lot of my 20s, but I miss it so much. So enjoy your whiskey sour. I'm very, very jealous. Last uh, October, Adele told Vogue um, that her first emergency shopping trip during the lockdown during emergency COVID. Emergency shopping trip. Yeah. Was that break she break glass. She went out to buy um a rose wine. That was her first oh, emergency. Oh, that sounds like a legitimate uh, emergency. Yeah. Uh so yeah, she's had she had a bit of trouble. She said she stopped drinking after her estranged father, Mark Evans, died in May of twenty twenty one. Um it's a great way, she said, of really sorting uh, getting to sort of know yourself is just drinking water and being sober as anything. So, yeah, Adele, she's uh, taking better care of herself these days. Pretty cool. <laughs> myself. It's a new toy. Okay. What do you expect? I uh, like Half it. Moon Bay restaurant has been slammed for a festival surcharge. Yes, kills Have me. Have you heard of this? Yes. A festival surcharge? Uh, this is pretty crazy. A social media post uh, has garnered attention after a Half Moon Bay restaurant added a festival surcharge during the city's annual Art and Pumpkin Festival. Uh, this uh, this just seems insane to me. Um, here it is. Uh, after visiting Johnny's restaurant, Bay Area journalist Stanley Roberts, you know Stanley Roberts, shared yeah. a post. Uh, people behaving badly, right? Mm -hmm. uh, shared a post on X that he was surprising surprised by an 18% festival service charge added to the bill. As of Wednesday, his post has gained more than 117,000 views and hundreds of comments from readers with mixed reviews. He posted, interesting story. I was at the Pumpkin Festival and stopped to get breakfast. While sitting at the counter, the man next to me um, asked the owner about the 18% surcharge on the bill. The owner looks at the man but grabs my arm and says, it's because some people tip poorly, but not you, as he looks at me. <laughs> now, keep in mind, I've never been there before and hadn't received my check yet. Um, I think it's worth noting that Stanley is black, so that that's not a good look for the owner. Hmm. To grab his arm, somebody he doesn't know who happens to be black until yeah. some people don't tip. Like, mm -hmm. oh, come on, dude. Johnny's co-owner, Betsy Del Fierro, has seen the post and told SFGate that she stands by her decision to include the temporary 18% fee. Really, dude? Um, really, dude? Del Fierro, who re, uh, revived the original Johnny space this summer, said that she was moved to add the festival surcharge when she learned that past customers have left low tips during the busy Pumpkin Festival celebration, which brings thousands of guests to Half Moon Bay every year. Adding the surcharge was one way to ensure service staff were getting adequately tipped during the hectic week. They said, 
We've been delighted with our customers since we opened in July, but sometimes festival guests in the past have left about a 3 to $5 tip. This is a, a living wage for our servers, and I think sometimes people forget that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Robert says that there was, in the comments to his post, he said that there was no indication of a festival fee, uh, but they countered by saying that guests were made aware of the surcharge with a note on the menu and on the receipts. She added... Well, that's that's not telling people in advance, putting it on no. the receipts. And you're supposed to like, mm -hmm. no, it needs to be prominently displayed, I think. Right. Um, conspicuously. Um, uh, she added that uh, while most customers were okay with the fee, servers were directed to remove the surcharge from anyone who uh, had a problem with it. Yeah. Uh, that's very interesting. I think that sucks. I think that you, sh that, you know, I don't, first of all, she said, and, and she said something about, well, um, you know, this, your tips give my servers a living wage. Well, why don't you pay them a living wage then? Why don't you pay them a little bit more? And you, that's the whole point of a tip is a tip. It's what I want to give you. I mean, I'm not going to stiff you, but even yeah. if other people do, I don't, I don't like that tacking on of a fee. Like you must pay 18% or else. Yeah. Unfortunately, the way that our society has developed with tipping as somebody's work in the service industry, you rely on that money. So it de facto mm -hmm. is how you are paid. Now, yeah. some people take issue with that because they don't want to tip. Well, the reason why it's like a social contract, the prices of the items on the menu are the price that they are because the employer is not paying uh, the server's salaries. If they had to pay those mm -hmm. server salaries, the price of food would go up. So again, we come back to this over and over again, but people yeah. who take it out on the server, that's not fair because mm -hmm. you have the choice to go out and dine. If you don't want to pay a tip, eat at home. Yeah. You know, you know what the social contract is going in. Um, and if somebody gives you good service, you shouldn't be stiffing them. Um, I have a little PTSD. I have one more breaking news story, but I don't want to go through the whole breaking news. Oh, like... we don't have to. You know why? Because I anticipated <laughs> you not wanting to go through the whole breaking news thing. And so we have a shorter breaking Thank news. Thank you. Bring it on. After Party Live, breaking news. With a built-in swoosh. You're welcome. Our new senator has announced that she will not be running for the Senate. This is LaFonza Butler. And she says, yeah, nope, not going to do it. She's announcing today she will not run in 2024 for a full six-year term in the U.S. Senate. So the New York Times first to report that one today. Governor Gavin Newsom had said, going to leave it up to her as to whether or not she wants to do that. She has not thrown her... Uh, support behind any of the candidates that are running yet. But we do know now that LaFonza Butler will not seek a full term in the Senate. Do you think so. that's related to the revelations of the what was a million dollars that she received from uh, gig? Uh, Air, was it Airbnb or some kind of gig, gig economy know. company? And all the, the money she was getting as a consultant? Uh, maybe she realized uh, it wasn't going to be an easy campaign, especially uh, against the other three. Well, I don't know. If you look at all the money that all the candidates get from all these companies, that's probably a drop in the bucket. No, but I mean, she's a campaign yeah. fundraiser. She's yep. she's in she's one of those backroom dealing people. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, we have received some positive feedback on our shortened breaking news segment. Okay. But <laughs> I had to create one that was over the top. Right. You yeah. Know? So you're welcome. Thank, that was thank a gift you. That's Kim. really good. I really do enjoy that. A good breaking news stinger. That's really good. Lori. SJ Lola says good for her. Um, yeah. Uh, and Gordon is uh, wanting Barbara Lee in there. So thinks that's pretty good. Nice. Okay. Yeah, well done. I think Barbara Lee, unfortunately, she's a good 
representative, I think she's going to have trouble. Well, she's think... behind in the polls, but you know, it's a, it's a ways away. So anything can happen. We'll see. Anything could happen. That's true. Compliment on your shirt. SJ Lola's oh. loving it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. One more time, a $50 from Pamela Kirby, a Wes for five, a Julie for five, and a Scott for 10. Thank you guys for contributing to the show. Thank you for hanging out with us and uh, participating and just being here. We really couldn't do this without you. So we're very grateful. And thank we you hope to, to our you- new contributor, Douglas Yay. K. Thank you, Douglas Shout K. We'll like see you guys tomorrow here on the Friday afternoon edition of the After Party Live. Have a great afternoon. Have a good one, John Daly. Have a good one. And remember, more swooshes in your future. This is not CNN.